0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into entrepreneurship, business, and pull back that curtain that's often seen as glamorous in the world of entrepreneurship and business, because uh, I can tell you, it's not all that glamorous, and I, I wonder if I, my guests today will agree with that. Live from San Francisco, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Fashali Nikade. Now, Vishali is a host also of her own podcast called the Uncanny Link podcast, which I can't wait to talk about. But more than that, Vishali calls herself the business psychic, which is something I'm absolutely intrigued to learn more about. And after starting her own journey into psychic readings from other people and without getting great results from them, Vishali decided to use her own power of intuition to help other businesses see through time into the future and project how their businesses are going to play out and and really and and to improve them vishali welcome to the show it's a pleasure to have you on
1: thank you it's nice to be here
0: wonderful and i mean let's dive into it i must know more about the business psychic, what that involves and how it came to be
1: sure so that's a lot of questions.
0: <laughs> let's let's, start with how did it begin? How did it
1: begin? Yeah, let's start with how it all began. So um, what happened is um, I have a background in engineering and uh, I was looking for help and uh, I started to call up psychics and um, in the hope that they would be able to predict my future and tell me what I should be doing. <laughs> Because that's really what nice I science. was asking them for. Like, perfectly innocent request, right? Yeah, so seems like it. Yeah, I mean, psychics can see the future. So I wanted to know what my future was. I wanted to know a little bit more on my career path. And uh, I started to go to psychics. But uh, it started with one and two. And then, uh, you know, it went to, like, 5 and 10, and then it went to, like, uh, 20, 30,
0: 40. Wow, you saw that many different people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some people are, uh, how do I say it, late learners. (laughs) So some people take time to learn. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm one
0: of them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> think, think, think about what's going on, it takes a lot of time for some people to absorb what's going on and I was one of them. Sure and, enough, um, so I said, you know, these guys are all clowns. They have no clue what they're talking about. I can figure this out myself. Uh, So, because after 40 psychics or 50 psychics, you have to come to that conclusion. Otherwise, you know, I would probably uh, rack that up to 100. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I decided to uh, learn it myself. And uh, uh, being somebody with a science background, the only way I thought I could learn it was by testing it and if i couldn't prove that it worked for myself then it wasn't true Mm. so i said psychics can see like three months three years six months into the future so they can also see backward like you know six weeks six days six hours so i got an idea that, that i will do testing in segments of like an hour And I would go to the gym in the mornings back in the time when people used to meet in person. This is all (laughs) pre-COVID.
0: Back in 2019.
1: (laughs) Yeah, back like back, back, back in the where you know, like physically people could like be in the same place. So that was I
0: I think I remember such a time. I think (laughs) I do.
1: So um, I said, you know, I go to the gym for an hour and there is enough variation in that hour that, you know, I should be able to predict what's going to happen. So I started like that. And on the first day, whatever I had predicted in the morning, it came true. So I said, well, that can be a fluke, you know, just once anything can happen once. Mm -hmm. So on the second day, same thing. I make a prediction. I come back. I look. The prediction plays out. I'm like, well, one or two days can definitely be a fluke. True. So third day, third day, uh, same thing. I make a prediction. I come back. I check. It still plays out.
0: Um, what kind of predictions were you making at, at this early stage?
1: So the, at this time, I was a novice. So I was just predicting, like, what would happen to me in the gym. That was, like, my question. And it would give me um, – a picture or um, data or information on whatever was the most significant thing that would happen to me in the gym in the morning. Mm -hmm. So after three days, I started scratching my head. And I said, you know, there is something behind this. It cannot be that each and every time it's kind of predicting and giving away everything that's going to happen, which means Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can actually see through time. And if I can do that, If I can do that, then I can also change things. Yeah. So.
0: How did that make you feel at that time? Was it scary? Was it, did it, was exciting?
1: It was exciting. It was fun because I was playing with it. So I didn't really care which way it went because I had nothing to (laughs) lose.
0: Beginner's luck, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had (laughs) nothing to lose. lose. (laughs) So um, the next day I said, you know, today I'm going to prove this prediction incorrect uh because mm-hmm. it was kind of it was kind of getting on my nerves that you know how could it be that you know the readings or predictions were telling me what was going to happen so um the reading suggested uh, so you know that was like my cardio day so i would either run or go on the stairmaster and i said that if the reading says run then i'll do the stairmaster and if the reading says stairmaster i'll do the run so hmm. that uh i'm right and the reading is wrong that's really what i was getting
0: to. yeah reverse engineering it
1: yeah so uh when i looked at the reading i almost fell off my chair what it showed is that no matter what i did i would be right and so would the reading uh, yes
0: yeah well, so whatever, even if you did the opposite thing, uh, the prediction was still always right either way.
1: Both of us would be right. I would be right and the reading would also be right.
0: Mm, that's powerful. And then how long did that did that carry on? Kind of, You're at kind of day four or five now or you're a week in?
1: No, so do you want to guess what happened?
0: Oh, sorry. Um, I missed your question. Well, if the trend continued and everything that you kept guessing was correct, then I'm going to go with it. it. Just it just carried on playing out like that. Everything kept being absolutely spot on.
1: No. So what happened is um, it said a woman was at crossroads, meaning that no matter what I did, both of us would be right. Uh. So uh, I said, okay, I get it now. And that's when there was like a switch in my brain that flipped and said that, okay, this is uh, really true. And um, I need to study more. So I started to study more and kind of more like experimenting and playing and using it on myself to have some fun and tweak some things and look at what's going to happen, see if it's going to happen those kind of things
0: uh, and the readings that you were doing, what was the method that you were reading with? Was it cards? Was it a book or, or was so,
1: you, yeah, was it, it was, uh, I was using, uh, cards, uh, to make the predictions yep. and, uh, I was, um, within like a, I want to say like two, three weeks, I was uh, getting really, really good at it. Hmm. And then I started to read, uh, I started to read people, or I signed up on a website which had, like, you know, they have these uh, sites with live readers, and kind of a thing.
0: Yes, I've seen them, yes.
1: Yeah, so I signed up on a site like that. It doesn't exist anymore. It was called eclient.com. Oh, really?
0: Surprise me that it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but there's lots of other similar sites. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So what happened is like uh, I would get this guy, he would come to me in the morning every day and uh, I would kind of practice on him and I would give him his readings and then he would come the next day and the next day and the next day. And um, after about, I don't remember the time period, I want to say like maybe four weeks, six weeks or something. Then um, what happened is um, I got enough experience that i started to kind of diversify and look for more clients
0: right
1: and uh, once i started looking for clients you know then it was just a matter of being able to read and then i started reading and then i started honing up my accuracy and doing lots of uh, predictions and i think i've read over seven thousand, somewhere between seven and nine thousand readings by now
0: Wow. That's a lot of readings.
1: Yeah.
0: So at this point, you know, when you started there, the gentleman was coming to you, you were kind of just honing the craft, practicing every day. And then you practiced at scale, which is of course the, be- the the way to get better at everything, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. It makes improvement and that's exactly what you're doing. But then at what point did you decide that you wanted to just do this in the business aspect and, and maybe not so much in the, in the personal space?
1: so i still do the personal space but uh, the thing is after you do something for a long long time you know you kind of want to do something else and it was very recently during covid that i decided that you know i'll kind of focus more on the business side because Mm -hmm. i was unofficially doing the business readings anyway all the people who were coming to me for personal readings would also ask me questions about their business and how to tweak things and change things in their business, how the predictions would play out. So I kind of said that, you know, it's time to kind of move on and just focus more on businesses. So Mm -hmm. I focus more on businesses, but a lot of it has also to do with the business owner. And sometimes, you know, there is also personal aspects involved. So all of it is there, but the focus is a little bit more on the business, or at least that's how the clients... um, come to me in terms of getting help.
0: Yeah, no, I think something you touched on there is is very important because the two do come together, don't they? You know, the, the business owner's mindset, the way he in which he operates, the way in which he do, can, conducts himself with others, manages others, manages situations and either responds or reacts to situations and often problems. You know, that's essentially what a lot of business is um, solving, solving problems that that does of course it plays out and floods out into the business and and has and has an effect on it and it's interesting because people go oh you should never mix business and pleasure you should keep your personal life and your business life separate things which of course is true and -hmm. it's easy to say but it's not always that easy to do I, i don't think and i'm speaking from personal experience here that Um, you know sometimes if you are having a bad day it can affect the way that you respond or react to situations of course if you're dealing with business you know those situations are still going to happen within that same time frame and day so yeah I think um, you know it does the, the psyche of a business owner really does have an effect on the business itself would you agree with that
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they are intermingled. A business is just uh, the business owner is still the owner of the business. So even though you're looking at the business, it's directly related or it has a direct correlation to the owner. So it's almost like they're kind of married to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just uh, like. I mean think about it if the owner has an accident the business is kind of screwed so uh, in a way they are kind of intermingled so you look at the business and see what's going to happen it's also related to the person and then you know if they have staff then it's also related to something that's happening in the staff Hmm.
0: and 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 what do you think really is the main mental faculty mental faculty that you rely on to to perform those readings, is it perception? Is it intuition? Is it reason? I, which which kind of ones do you do you draw from?
1: I think at this point, it just comes to me automatically. I don't need to really think about it. You know, it's like wow. uh, riding a bike. Or uh, driving a car, you don't need to think about stepping on the brake or stepping on the accelerator or putting your turn signal on or turning on your lights, it becomes uh, unconscious or subconscious kind of an act. So at this point, for me, things are very different. But when I started in the very beginning, I was very meticulously documenting each and everything. Mm-hmm. and then comparing, you know, what I had predicted to how things played out. I still do that. In fact, yeah. uh, I have like uh, this big pile of notebooks. Now I started writing on the computer because that was just too much paper. paper. <laughs>
0: yeah, things
1: so I, I do it on the computer, but I still do my own readings and my own yeah. predictions and then compare it with how they played out. And that's how I hone my accuracy, because unless you compare what happened to what was predicted, you cannot hone the accuracy. So a lot of my Mm. client testimonials are more like, you know, she's very accurate, she's very accurate. That's because I've kind of put in a lot of work into it.
0: Yes, well, there's no substitute for hard work, is there or not? I can see you're a person that studies, frankly, by the amount of books on the shelf behind you there. So you know, <laughs> I can see that, you know, that you study your craft, you hone your craft, and not only do you do that, but you record your results and, and you review them results, which I think is, an, of course, it's an important part of any business. But, you know, when you get into different things, and this really is quite um, a niche within within what businesses, you know, businesses that are out there. But it doesn't mean that because it's a, a niche and a bit different from, you know the, the kind of standard uh, business format that you shouldn't review and record and review those results because you know as you know that's the way that you improve and there's always room for improvement you know i, I believe that every day is a day to learn um that's one of the reasons why i love doing these podcasts because i believe that everyone you meet has something to teach you sometimes it has a lot of value sometimes it has no value at all um but that's just how it goes isn't it and uh it's important to keep that in mind and, and keep your mind open to be able to learn so you can can improve have you had like many challenges and uh, along, along the way whilst you've been whilst you've been you know reading people people perhaps that didn't like the reading or 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 offended by what you said or anything like that
1: yeah definitely so i've had people who were um, in disbelief about what I said, because uh, I am a little bit of a straight shooter. I don't really sugarcoat things. And um, in the beginning, it was a little bit hard for me because uh, I would just say things as is, I would just blurt them out. Uh, because you have to understand my background, I came from a science or a physics background. Mm-hmm. and it's either one plus one equals two or it's not two <laughs>
0: so <laughs> yeah it's black and white and that's you know i respect that wholly and completely you
1: know
0: in australia they use the term um a spade they're calling a spade a spade yeah. you know it's just it is what it is there's no sugar coating it up um and i think particularly in business it's it's important to do that and it can shortcut a lot of time wasting, a lot of lengthy meetings that essentially didn't need to happen. You know, what's the purpose of the meeting? Do we need to have it? Can we not just do it in a phone call? This is what it is. This is how it is. Um, because otherwise what sugarcoating just leaves to, I mean, it's not honest and transparent to start with, which isn't a good way to conduct yourself in life or in business. So, yeah, it can lead to, um, um, just disappointment, I suppose, and, and confusion. In that. So, but yeah, you'd be straight with people and just and tell them how it is, and perhaps they wouldn't like what you had to say.
1: Well, yeah. So, some of the people, the people who were new to me, they would uh, kind of get slightly offended. So, since then, you know, I've kind of learned to soften things a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for the people who are uh, regular clients of mine, they actually want it. The way it is, they don't want any sugar coating. So I give it to them the way it is, and that's how they want it. Because, see, in the end, if you know something uh, difficult is coming up or something bad is coming up, then you can always like tweak things, um, mm-hmm. or you can ask questions to tweak things. I have an episode on my podcast, and it's called "Intelligent Questions Create." And the basis of the episode is that. It's more important to be able to phrase the question in order to get the answer that you're looking for. Because in the beginning, when I started reading, I would spend a lot of time with my clients just framing the question. Otherwise, the reading would just show what you asked for. And that's really not what they wanted to know. Hmm.
0: I so, see. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's lies to it, isn't there? There's lies to it. And, um, of course it's not just about telling the person what they want to hear because there's no that's not what they've come for there's no real value in that in that yeah
1: Yeah, they don't need to pay me for that you know they might as well you know just uh hire somebody else for that i'm not that person
0: yeah yeah or just talk to themselves in the mirror (laughs) i could probably find find the answers to themselves and then do so is it always Do you always do readings one-on-one? Is it possible to do readings from like a one-to-many environment? Is that something that people do? I don't know.
1: So I actually do one-to-many readings. And uh, the way I do that is when I first started, uh, I was completely clueless on how to go about it because it was essentially an accident. And I said that, you know, if somebody comes, I'll just give them like a five-minute reading and uh like after that you know they would sign up and pay to be a client and after i did about five or ten of those i'm like god this is a waste of my time i'm not just going to sit and do these five minute readings so i started what is known as um, like a weekly forecast where i give them a prediction of how the week will go and that's on one of my other sites i have uh, more than one site so what I do is I do like a one-to-many reading and I give them a prediction of what will happen to them during the week. And then this way, you know, they can, it's just a way for them to verify of how things actually work.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and verify that it's working for them, I suppose, as well, because, I mean, I'd imagine there's, there's perhaps some people who start, engaging with you and and how you feel for your services but they maybe don't like what they hear They maybe get a couple of readings in and they're like oh i I, i'm i'm stepping away because it scares me perhaps
1: well i mean there are some people who just come once or twice and then there are lots of people who also come more consistently or on a more consistent basis kind of a thing Mm. so everyone is different so i don't want to generalize Yeah, So it depends on everyone's needs and what they want to take out of it and what they want to make out of it. So Mm. definitely a lot of the clients who work with me, they have said that, you know, they have been able to make a lot more than what they've invested.
0: Yeah. And I think I'd I'd like to kind of pull back on my next question, just a little bit to how you started and. You know, it's it was always it was kind of like a a a treasure trail, wasn't it, that led you to it? It was born like many businesses are born of trying to find a need that you couldn't find within yourself, or find something that you couldn't fulfill within yourself, and then just thinking, well, if I can't find someone else who's going to do it for me, I'll do it myself. I think a lot a lot of businesses are born in that way as yours was but i'd be intrigued to know if you if you started again tomorrow would you perhaps do it differently or, or are you just glad that it played out the way it did and you learn you know inherently the way you learned because of that
1: i think as far as the technical aspect is concerned i don't really see a problem but as far as the marketing aspect is concerned i would definitely do that part differently <laughs> Yeah,
0: marketing's a whole different beast, isn't it? You can be great at what you do, you can sell a great product or service, but if you don't quite know how to show it to the right people and, uh, you know, coming back from that, knowing who the right people are, that's the first thing you've got to figure out, who is your audience and then how to get in front of them. It's a completely different thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Now I wonder, um, Vishali, and i, I know we did, we discussed this. Like, is there any chance that you could do a reading with me?
1: Sure. What is it that uh, you would uh, like to know?
0: Well, I'm um, I'm planning to expand my my business in in quite a big way, in um, and I have a goal to do that by the middle of next year, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering it's expanding on a global scale I'll say that I'm just wondering um, what is the answer I want will I achieve it in the time frame that I want to is, is probably one of my initial question
1: what is your goal can you share that or not
0: yeah I can share it essentially I want to expand to the USA and Canada and New Zealand with my business by the end of May next year
1: and what is the business that you are looking to expand
0: it's called Paddock Blade. It's a business I've had for several years. And I actually sell uh it's a horse manure collector. Horse
1: manure collector. Very yeah, so
0: interesting. I'll give a bit of a backstory on that because it does sound quite strange. Essentially, when people keep horses in the field, of course, and mm-hmm. the horses eat, live, and go to the toilet in that field, and the people have to collect the manure up, and usually they do that. With a shovel and a barrow, and it takes them many hours to walk round the field each week doing it. And just about by the time they're finished, they turn around and it's all dirty again. So it's a really it's a problem that it takes up, and it's a you know it takes up a lot of effort as well, particularly in the heat or in the rain. You know, it's you don't really want to be out there. People buy horses to to ride them, right? Not to, be able to have to pick up their manure all the time. So mm-hmm. the product I they just tow it behind them in in a field or a paddock we call them here in australia and it just picks up the manure you know they tow it with a car or a a quad bike or something similar an atv and it just picks up the manure for them and it takes them 10 or 15 minutes instead of one or two hours
1: oh wow amazing how did you come across that
0: (laughs) well my my father actually invented it in the uk and he sells it there with great success and then i moved to australia and within a couple of years He said, why don't you give it a go there? I gave it a go here and had great success with it here to the point where recently I've actually been able to quit my job working for someone else and just pursue it full time.
1: Yeah, so uh, I looked at the reading while you were talking and uh, the answer it shows is um, it depends on how you tap into the international market. And mainly what it showed me was like a horse and a rider on top of it. And (laughs) That's kind of funny, right? Um, right. (laughs) um, And it's showing uh, international. So it almost seems like you need to connect with international groups or uh, where there are international groups of horse riders or something. Mm -hmm. And depending on that is how you can kind of expand the business. So there is no yes or no answer in this Mm -hmm. particular case. It depends on the action that you take
0: mm mm I understand that, and that's um it's a good answer because I'm taking action and I'm engaging with people in the in the in the markets I've already found a lot of people, so uh, I guess I mean it depends it's like anything isn't it the amount of work I put into it is exactly what I'll get the value I'll get back out of it.
1: yeah, but are you engaging with horse rider groups? are you engaging with those kind of people
0: yeah, yes, I am, but I could be doing more of it
1: is it yeah the
0: answer. yeah
1: that's what it's showing to kind of get into groups where there is a lot of a lot more like horse riders or owners of the horses okay. and those kind of groups it's okay. also showing online so it's almost like you need to look at those groups online yeah
0: absolutely yeah
1: yeah
0: okay well thank you for that it's uncanny that it had a horse and a rider on it because yeah
1: it couldn't, have been,
0: couldn't have been more more fitting
1: i know it's almost like uh yeah it's very appropriate to the question
0: yes highly appropriate it could it could have been any animal and um it was a horse yes. of course which relates closely to it so um thank you for that that was intriguing um i could i could, I could probably ask you a, a million questions but um we've only got um uh, half an hour 40 minutes so <laughs> but i think um vishali perhaps if you could you know what are your i would like to touch on this what are your goals and aspirations for for your business going forward um, you know, into the future?
1: Yeah, so what I am looking to do is I am looking to work with some clients who are interested in expanding their businesses and would be able to leverage like a business psychic to work with them to be able to get their goal. So like, let's say that you're making five grand a month and your goal is to be able to make 10 grand so if mm-hmm. you try to do it on a physical level you would be shooting like one two three four like so many different uh, targets and seeing which one of them actually clicks right and if i look at it for me it's very easy i just pick these three because i can look and say that these are the three that are going to work and that way it's a lot more efficient for you to be able to invest your resources and your time and just focus on those three to be able to get to your goal. So mm-hmm. I was um, I was uh, really hoping, I don't want to say hope, <laughs> I'm looking forward to working <laughs> with some business owners like that who are interested to work uh, with me on a longer term basis so that uh, they can see results and I can also use my skills. And it can be a little bit of a fun combination.
0: Mm, yeah, I think... Um... I would, I'd be interested in speaking to you actually about that on camera afterwards. I mean, i would be a good fit for that. I'm growing and um, I think it'd be interesting. And, and I sure like having fun. I mean, that's part of the reason why I do these podcasts because it's it's all about having fun, right? And uh, living, keeping a sense of joy in everything you do.
1: Yeah, I think, that's yeah um, I think it's important because that's like a, that's a form of energy. And if you make everything very serious, it's very difficult for things to come in. But if you kind of... Uh, make it more fun and make it a little bit lighter, like how I was doing with the 50 psychics. <laughs> it's easier to get get a little bit forward momentum. Let's just say it like that.
0: Yes, yes, I completely agree with that. Now, if we could, um, we'll, we'll close up with this. If you could give three hot tips in, in any regard, really, with, within what you do, um, and perhaps a book recommendation to anyone that's watching
1: sure so let me uh, get away with the book recommendation first so the book that came to my mind is it's called the slight edge i don't remember the author but you can it's on amazon i know and i read this book like over 10 years ago uh maybe more than 10 years i don't remember how long but i read this book long time back and i think it's a great book and what it suggests is that just by making very very small tweaks and small changes daily how you can amplify the results so maybe i need to read the book again because i haven't read it in a long time <laughs> so, but it's a very lovely book you'll definitely love it, what was it called that, i'm sorry what
0: was it called the book
1: it's called the slight edge slight edge yeah the, slight Ed. yeah And then as far as recommendations are concerned uh, or three tips or something, I would like to give three tips. The first one is uh, what I was saying earlier regarding creating questions or crafting questions. So the more intelligent the questions are that you ask, the closer it is that you will be able to get to an answer, whether you are getting help from a psychic or you're trying to figure the answers out yourself and that's like episode 17 of my podcast it's called intelligent questions create so that would be like my first tip okay. my second tip is that uh, how about uh, we are all born with the psychic powers and it's just a matter of us to be able to use them and we have more than five senses and uh The other senses are actually our psychic senses. And um, it turns out I talk about that on my podcast as well. (laughs) And the episode is called Five Senses Are Not Enough. And my last tip is that the universe never opens a golden door with the word gold on it. It always looks like an ordinary thing. And then as you start opening that door and moving forward and forward, you will start seeing like a series of golden doors opening up. And I have a quiz related to that. It's called Creativity Quiz. And it shows you, or it, it's based on real life scenarios where uh, real, clients, <coughs> real clients have come to me and asked for help. And uh, it's almost like you are a client and you're kind of choosing which door to open. So if you can take that quiz, then you will know where you stand and what kind of doors you open if you're missing out on opportunities just because they look ordinary.
0: Yes, yeah, I've got a link for that and I'll include it in the comments afterwards. So, yeah, great hot tips there and, and quite varying different ones. And before you go, yes, tell us a little bit more about your podcast because it sounds quite different, the Uncanny Link podcast. And, and just in the, in the, in the slight information you give us there, I'd love to hear more about it.
1: Sure. So the Uncanny Link is a podcast which helps you with your decision making skills. And the theme of it is physics meets metaphysics. So I have a background in both physics and metaphysics and I kind of combine it and I show how the universe sends us signs and how we can capture them and use them to our advantage or ignore them and run into roadblocks. I love the but <laughs> it's also very related to entrepreneurial or businessy kind of a person but a normal person can get advantage from it as well because you know a lot of people are selling on eBay and Etsy and all these kind of things so yeah. there's very very small tips and exercises in each one of the episodes and if you listen to the episodes there's like an exercise or a homework that you need to do and if you do it then you will get the slight edge
0: Hey, I like the way you tied that in. Very good. And, and what, where is your podcast available? If, Of course, people can just pop it in Google. It's very easy to find there. But what yeah. platform is it available to so listen to?
1: You can listen to the podcast by going to theuncannylink.com and click on podcast. Otherwise, it's on iTunes. It's on Google. It's on uh, Apple, Spotify.
0: All the good places.
1: Yeah, all the, all the major uh, podcast uh, players.
0: Great. And I've dropped a link for both for Charlie's website and her handle, which is the same. I like the way you've got the same handle across all platforms. That's smart. So it's the same across Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. That makes things a lot easier. And of course, your link for LinkedIn. For Charlie, it's been intriguing and just an absolute pleasure to talk to you and learn more about what you do. Thank you for your time and energy today. I really, really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was fun, and I hope that uh, the guests enjoy it and uh, get a few takeaways.
0: Yes, I hope they did too. Thanks for watching, guys. I know uh, my friend Aaron. Aaron was watching, who's Aaron's actually a horse rider in the US. So I've been uh, speaking with about what I'm what I'm doing. So uh, yes, I am. Already, action is being taken on 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 the reading you said. <laughs> Great. Thanks for Charlie, and take care, guys. Catch you soon. Bye.